Hello and welcome to the Sock Valley Spotlight Podcast, where we shine a light on the people and places of the beautiful Sock Valley. In each episode, we highlight the hidden gems and untold stories of local businesses, community leaders, and the people that call the Sock Valley home. I'm your host, Drew Williams, and today I'm joined by Jackie Payne, who owns and runs the Toy Store and Bushel Basket Candle Company here in Sterling at the mall. Jackie, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you for asking. Yeah. So um, can you just give us a quick snapshot? Who are you? Who do you love? Tell us a little bit of an introduction for yourself. Um, my name is Jackie Payne. I live here in Sterling. I've been here for 24 years. Um, I grew up originally in Mount Carroll and Lanark area, left to go to school um, and came back. Mm. And um, my husband and I have been married almost 24 years. We have four amazing kids. Uh, some of those kids already have their own kids and their own grandkids. And um, I've been a business owner in the community for the last 22 years. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the story of Jackie or maybe the story of Bullshit Basket Candle Company, because that's how it all got started 22 years ago. Give us a little bit of that journey. What made you decide to start? Because uh, you're... Is Jessica your oldest who, who works Jessica here? Jessica is my youngest. Your youngest. Okay. Yes. And so um, I met her when I came into the store earlier and she said that uh, y'all started Bushel Basket when she was six months old. <laughs> we and did. Been, and it's been going ever <laughs> since. So tell us a little bit about that story. Um, so as you get older, of course, life has lots of twists and turns. So I've done so many different things in life, starting with... Um, I graduated from Cornell with a degree in international business. Wow. So what do you do with a business degree? Huh? Go drive a truck cross country, right? <laughs> so I went and drove a truck cross country for four years. Um, loved doing that. Loved seeing the country. Not having any idea that that was going to come into play later with knowing how shipping works with a manufacturing business, how you check shipments in, in a store, yeah. what the processes are. Um, so I went from that to doing sales, to doing marketing. Um, my parents and my grandparents were definitely entrepreneurs. I'm, I'm finding out as I get older that my grandfather was actually what you would call a serial entrepreneur. Okay. Um, he had a theater in Lanark um, before I was born, a feed mill in Lanark, and then another one in Forreston, um, chisel plows that he put together and sold from farm to farm. So he was always doing something. Yeah. Um, he had a general store for a while. So you come by this honestly. I really seem to, yeah. um, because then my parents, when I was growing up, had a gas station. So I learned really good customer service from my dad, mm. who's like, you know, I know you can't see over the hood of the car, but you got to check the oil and you got to wash the windows. Oh, you know? so yeah. I had a little stool that I carried out with me. Um, and then my mom teaching me the basic skills of accounting because she did the books and, yeah. you know, did my grandma did the books for my grandpa. Um, so I learned a lot of those what I would call life skills mm. at a very early age. Yeah. Um, so grew up thinking, always thinking I I want to figure out how to do my own business. Yeah. So. I had a printing business when my son was little. It really, I mean, we did okay, but it didn't really go anywhere. Was that here in Sterling? No, that was actually in Iowa oh, okay. when I lived over there. So um, when our daughter was born, um, new marriage, fourth kid, yeah. <laughs> really wanted to be home for this one. And my husband says, well, find something to do from home. And mm -hmm. I went, hmm, well, that could be interesting. So that was the birth of eBay. So I started selling things on eBay and learning that 
People will pay a crazy amount of money for an open package of diapers, and they'll ship them to wow. Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So that got to be... Um, it got to be a steady thing, and we had a good following on eBay. And then my husband says, well, maybe you can find something that you could buy and sell on eBay. Mm -hmm. So we purchased candles wholesale and sold them. Um, things happened that became not viable anymore. And he says, make your own. And I went, oh, I can't do that. I, that sounds so scary and so intimidating. Oh, wow. So you had, you had started with just kind of a general eBay store at first. Yes. And then you found your niche of candles as being really the thing that your uh, customer base actually really connected with. And so um, was it because you didn't like the idea of having to also be your own uh, producer of the candles or was it because you weren't sure if that was going to be viable? Like what, what was the hesitation in jumping to becoming making your own? Yeah, I was really intimidated by the science. Okay. So... Um, I'm one of those that anything on the business side, curious about the world, mm -hmm. all of that kind of thing, I'm there. Yeah. But when it comes to science, eeks, yeah. <laughs> it's not my thing at all. Um, so I dug in and we did lots of experimentation and it took off. And so in our basement, we had consultants. We were doing home parties. We were doing school fundraisers. Um, we were in Country Sampler Magazine for a number of years and shipping all over the country and quickly outgrew the basement. Um, Sterling has some amazing resources that we ended up moving out to the incubator. Okay. So we had mm -hmm. a dock. Mm. Um, a dock was great because we had broken my husband's truck three times bringing wax home. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, we took out the phone line in our driveway loading a fundraiser because we had to rent a truck oh, because dear. the fundraiser was so big. Um, so all these good, um, good challenges. Yeah. To overcome. Good growing pains. Good growing pains. Yeah. 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 So it's just funny. All these different life experiences come together and you don't always know where they're going. Um, but if you trust in the process, you find your path. So. Yeah. So you moved out to the incubator. And then uh, how did that transition to y'all coming over here to the mall? So in the incubator, we started out in one space and we grew enough. We doubled our space. But mm. then it became not viable for them, not viable for us. We needed a different place to be. Mm -hmm. And there were limitations there as well. Um, for instance, in the incubator, it is really geared toward manufacturing and wholesale. You are not allowed to do retail mm -hmm. out of that space, which is good. I yeah. mean, they have a focus and they keep that focus. Yeah. Um, so we said, well, let's look around because that feels like something maybe we should have the opportunity to do. Um, so we looked at several different places, talked to several different um, business or building owners in the area. And I just took a chance and I called them all one day and said, how would this work? Would mm. there be a space for us? Mm. And at that time, um, Herzog owned the building mm -hmm. and they were absolutely incredible. Mm. Um, Nine months of conversations, we hammered things out, and we moved in. Wow. So do you all do you all manufacture in your space over there as well? We do. Okay, so yes. that, that's the whole operation for Bushel Basket. Yep. Candle Company is there on that end of the mall. It is. And you've been there for how long now? Uh, 15 years. Oh, my goodness. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. At time, it just seems like yesterday. 
Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. It's do you find most of your, do you still ship your stuff we as do. well? We Is do. Is most of your customer base local or do you have still have a national presence? Um, I would say we still, our local base is 80% of our business, Um, but we do still have people that we ship to in Iowa and California, Minnesota, New York, Florida. Yeah, yeah, we've got people clear back from our eBay days that still buy from us, which is fabulous, absolutely fabulous. It's like old friends. So how, so what is, what is the tip to create long-term customer relationships like that? Oh, a lot of effort. It yeah. takes a lot of effort mm-hmm. um, in like any good relationship or any good friendship. Yeah. You know, you have to keep putting yourself out there. You have to keep mm-hmm. keep at it, keep going. Um, but I think, yeah, as you would any good relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So Bushel Basket Candle Company has been going for 22 years. <laughs> it's a it's a sterling staple. It sounds like oh, You've goodness. Been here, you know, and and yet that wasn't enough. Or, or maybe <laughs> you had a different idea. How did that transition to then opening a second store, the toy store, that is a it's a it's a high end toy boutique here in this quiet little Midwest town? <laughs> right, that's a good way to describe it. Um, so the mall has been sold several times over yeah. the last few years. Uh, some not so good, some good. Uh, but what we've learned over the years is even the not so good, sometimes there's a silver lining. Yeah. So the the group that bought them all in January of last year was very determined to fill it up. Um, and they pursued us repeatedly, asking us, don't you want to put in another store? You've been here 14 years. Don't you want to do another store? And I went, no, no, I really don't want another store. Wow. Um, they kept offering incentives. Mm. And um, after two weeks of, of that conversation, I finally went home to my, my husband and my daughter and I said, okay, look, I keep saying no, <laughs> but this is everything they're offering. Wow. And I feel like we're meant to do something. Mm. What, what can, is there anything as a family we can think of that we want to do? And we threw out bookstore. My daughter's an avid reader. Mm. Um, we threw out again, she's 22. So she's like maybe a hot topic type store yeah, uh, maybe a clothing store. And we kind of looked around at what is missing in the community? What do mm. people drive out of town to find? What, what hole is there that maybe we can add to or we can fill or or make a stab at? And um, my husband says, what about toys? And I went, oh, I think I can wrap my head around that. Yeah. I think I can, you know, I think I could map that out. So ran some numbers, jotted things down and kind of went, yeah, I, I think that might be kind of fun. And I thought, oh, this will be easy. <laughs> I had no idea how much I had to learn. Toys are so different. Really? And there's so many new things. Well, because I would have thought this would have been almost a return to your like wholesale sourcing type of business, right? Because you you're not building these toys. We're not building these toys, no. Um, we immediately started off by finding some um, two very good toy associations Mm. in the country Um, because when you're looking for anything go to the expert right so 
I, it was very clear to me as I started looking at wholesale accounts that I was in way over my head. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, because we didn't want to be, um, we don't want to carry what Walmart has. Yep. We don't want to carry what Dollar Tree has. We don't want to carry necessarily what Amazon has. We want it to be unique, family-oriented, um, something kids can really get their hands on and really sink their teeth into and really sink their brains into. And well, I know. Just, I mean, I've, I have two little kids and, you know, we've been in here, you know, a handful of times. And the thing I just appreciate is, is how many uh, real wooden toys you have. Mm-hmm. It's not just all the you know, dyed plastic type stuff and how many of the toys are, um, they're not just cute. They're also educational in some, in some instance, you know, there, I was just, I was just, uh, looking at, there's a display and it was a bison, but you could open it up and see the skeleton inside. The half toys. Those are so cool. So we, I, I have a connection with an amazing woman who's a rep and, um, she, she called me and she says, this company is brand new. They're in Chicago. She's like, Mauricio is amazing. You need to see what these are. And I'm like, all right, all right, you know, send it over. Half toys are the coolest thing. And we were one of the first stores in the country to get those in. Which is very cool. That's what I'm talking about. Very cool. (laughs) Okay. So that one that is very cool, you know, and now I feel like I probably need to bring one home so I can say that my home is one of the ho- the first homes to have even one of these toys in. Um, but, you know, from a business owner perspective, how 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 do you develop those types of relationships with your uh, people that source things for you for them to think of you as, hey, I, I know who to talk to that that uh, would be perfect for this new. And, and it, it's not that like the, the toy we're talking about, these half toys, like I could see these eventually becoming you know, franchised into all the big, the big box stores too, because it's that, it's that quality of a toy, Right. you know, so it's not that they don't have a market, Right. but how is it that you got to be one of the first people on the list? You know, again, it's relationships and, um, with the gal, with the rep, we just, we hit it off. We, Mm. we click, um, and she is an incredibly hard worker and incredibly determined. So if she called me and said, Hey, I think you should look at this. And I said, no, she's going to stop calling me. So you have to keep an open mind and because you never know, even if it's something that maybe I'm not interested in, if I can still see the value of it and see, you know, hey, maybe we should take a chance at this. (laughs) And so it really is a, it's a two way street of trust as well with the rep of very much trust that they, they aren't just trying to offload stuff on you. Right. They right. really do think it's going to be a good connection, but the way that you've built that trust is by developing that relationship over over years. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what what has surprised you, maybe? Um, what's been a high point in this last almost year mm-hmm. of this new venture of the toy store? Um, you, you mentioned some of the kind of more difficult learning parts, but what's <laughs> what's been like a, a positive high point or a, a surprising uh, feature of something that you didn't realize would happen with this new store? Um, well, maybe what I hoped would happen is because um, we're really geared more toward, I don't want to say geared more toward, um, as someone who's not young anymore, <laughs> we'll say it that way. Um, I know when I shopped for my kids, when I shopped for grandkids, I was always looking for something unique, for yeah. something that, you know, I don't, 
I know that they don't have because kids get so much these days. Um, so what's really cool is we're starting to get the grandparents in that say, you know what? I bought Christmas gifts here and they were a hit. Thank you so much. Wow. And they're like, I was able to get something they don't already have. And that's amazing. That wow. just, that makes my heart happy. Um, so now we're doing Easter baskets. So I had a grandma in on Saturday who was doing 10 Easter baskets. And she was so excited because she was able to find things that are unique. Wow. And it's it's not stuff, hopefully, that they're going to just throw in the corner and forget about. It's not a trinket. It's maybe something that that they actually see value in. And, so are and you guys all curating together an, an Easter basket? Or you just you know that they're looking for little things that you guys carry to make their own Easter baskets? We can do either one. Okay, yeah. wow. So she was putting them together, and we had all 10 Easter baskets spread out on the floor so you can see what you've got. And um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And that just— how cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And then there were several things like uh, we have this fun little thing called a boink. <laughs> Everybody picks it up and says, oh, is that a, a Chinese finger? Uh, oh, like a finger trap. Right, like yeah. a finger trap. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to see what this does. So that's one of the fun things that we do in the store is we play with toys. Yeah. So you shoot these boinks and they will shoot 20 feet or more. Oh, dear. So <laughs> I need to make sure my daughter does not know about these. Oh, but you do, because what a fun thing for you and her to play Absolutely. with together, because they won't hurt you. They won't break anything. Um, so her, the grandma and her husband were kind of playing with these. And and I said, you got to have boinks. And they weren't quite sure. But we ended up 10 boinks. So I can just see yep. come Easter, all of these grandkids are going to be shooting these boinks yep. everywhere. A barrage of boinks and that flying is, through the air. Yes. And that's so cool because mm -hmm. they're interacting. They can be inside or outside. And it's something so small that hopefully is going to create this great memory. So Well, and the fact that you mentioned memories, I, you know, I think that uh, that's one of the things that makes a great toy is longevity. Yes. Um, just the other day. Um, uh, my daughter's four now. Aww. And so we decided that she's now old enough to start playing with Legos. Awesome. And and I have a whole crate of Legos from my childhood. Right. And to open them and, you know, and w when you have a high quality toy like that, mm -hmm. that is that is so different than many of the stuff that we're getting nowadays. Right. You know, I mean, like my wife and I, we've done the Amazon wish list things as well, just like everyone else. It's it's convenient. Mm -hmm. And it gets there and, you know, sometimes it is something like you said, just put in the corner or right. it breaks or, it or breaks. you know, things like that. And so, right. but having things like wooden toys that are non-toxic mm -hmm. and are like, look, they actually, they look like they're handcrafted or there's really well put together on a assembly line. Or you have these things that are like um, high, high quality where they're going to last years maybe. Right. To either be passed down through Goodwill or a garage sale. I mean, most of my Legos were from garage sale finds that my mom found right. because, you know, when you're on a budget, you got to be creative with how you get, you know, high quality stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's passed down to multiple families that way, right. or it's even passed down to your own kids. Yes. And you get to start reliving some of your memories with them. And so, like, how do you, how do you pick the right type of toys to carry in your store? If you're trying to to make sure that you are not just uh, like you said carrying the same things that like a Walmart or a Dollar Tree and Amazon would have, right? 
we try to make sure that we cover the age groups first. Mm. Um, there's a wide, you know, oh my gosh. And I get so often people will come in and say, I'm looking for something for a one-year-old's birthday and you probably don't have anything. And I'm like, I do. I have this whole wall. Wow. <laughs> so um, it's... I guess I shop for the toy store the same way I would shop for my kids for Christmas, looking for something that I feel is worth the value. Would I buy this if mm. it were me? Mm. Um, and looking at the company, what the company stands for, if they're stable, what if they're more of a partner. So mm. most of these companies that we work with in the toy store, we're more of a partner with them. Mm. Um, we invest in them, they invest in us. Yeah. So it's a nice symbiotic working relationship. Um, like the wow toys. Now you talk about the wooden toys. Our wooden toy line, you can actually, like if the little one chews on it, you know, mm. cheaper toys, you would see the wood underneath. Yeah. With ours, you do not. Mm. The color is non-toxic and it's all the way through. Uh, it's yeah. very cool. It's not just a veneer that can no. be scraped off and swallowed. And yeah. Exactly. Um, we carry Wow Toys, which is a plastic line, but it's a heavy-duty plastic that mm. is not going to break. It's non-toxic. It's PVC-free. The little people can go in the dishwasher. They're gear-driven. There's no moving parts that anybody can get to, mm -hmm. and there's no batteries. Mm -hmm. But when you push it, being gear driven, that thing goes and it mm. makes a satisfying clicking noise that the little ones absolutely love. Yeah. <laughs> so it, there's just, it's all in the details, Yeah. you know, really finding those special things. What, what created your love for shopping in that way? Are, are you a type of person? And, and I don't mean to, to sound, uh, uh, presumptive or anything like that. Are you the type of person that if you didn't have a store, uh, you'd just be filling your house with stuff because you love to <laughs> find new things? No, or, quite. Or is this be uh, more of a, well, you have the store now and you've developed that eye for looking for stuff? I was going to say it's really quite the opposite. Um, shopping really isn't my thing, to tell you the truth. It's really not. Um, wow. And in fact, growing up um, with not a lot, we really didn't shop. And um, really until, you know, relatively recently, till I moved back here, um, I really didn't have the extra money to shop yeah. ever. So I'm also very conscious of that, which is where like our layaway program comes in. Mm. Um, but I still remember the satisfaction of finding something like the one Christmas for my three-year-old son. I found someone local who actually made wooden excuse me, wooden toys and bought a wooden barn and all the little animals that go with it that mm. this gentleman had carved. So we're talking 1995, right? Wow. And it was like $120 for this set, which was wow. a ton of money yeah. at the time. And I saved and I saved and I saved and I saved because that was his Christmas present. Yeah. And we still have that barn. My daughter played with it. I believe it. I'm hoping their kids play with it one day. Yeah. You know, it's just a beautiful piece. Yeah. Um, so I, I've, even when I didn't have the resources, I could see the value in something like that that was precious, really, and sturdy. And I mean, little boys can be very hard on things. Yeah. <laughs> and it was durable and stood the test of time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So shopping for the store has been quite the... Um, Oh, quite the journey for both mm -hmm. stores. 
actually. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe that's part of the reason maybe I am um, good at it Mm. is when, I mean, I don't, I take things home, but I don't take a lot of things home. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's a good thing. (laughs) You know, I I can hear that. Um, So it's been interesting. Mm. It definitely is more of a, um, it's not personal when I'm shopping for either store. Yeah. What is um, the thing I, I noticed just as a, a common theme between your two stores, um, candles, and I know you, you carry more things than just candles, but it's that, that type of home decor, uh, t- turning a house into a home type of, type of thing mm-hmm. um, for adults. And then you have a toy store, which, mm-hmm. which is uh, real, physical, tangible, not video games type of exactly. entertainment but not only entertainment. I mean, a, a lot of the things you have here are also like they're, they're also uh, conversation pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you see, you know, when when you see uh, uh, any one of those plastic uh, dollhouse type things, and take your pick of whichever uh, TV show it's based off of. You know, and they've got their own version of Little People, and the stickers peeling off the side because it was poorly adhered either at the factory or by the dad who has to put it together the night before, right? Like, you know, those types of things right. and you go, okay, well, you've seen one, you've seen them all. And yet when you see a lot of the toys you have here or also over at uh, Bushel Basket of like the, the pieces you have there, mm-hmm. make a statement. It's the type of thing that you'd want to put uh, displayed in the corner of the kid's room or you want to put as a centerpiece on the dining room table. Why are you drawn towards... Uh, things that have lasting presence. Mm, I've never thought of it that way before. Because um, in our world of, 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 of yeah. social media and binging Netflix and give the kids huh. the game to play to keep them busy right now, right? having something that is high quality, I think it's coming back into value again. People are realizing how important it is, but it it is a it is it is a hard fight. I'm sure that you feel to fight against the fast fashion, the disposable stuff, the right. online retail, everything. So this is what I notice in the toy store, especially. Um, a parent or grandparent will come in and say, "Do you have this?" And they'll name a brand and I'll say, no, I don't, but I have this and this. No, this is the only thing they asked for. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's fair. But if they're interested in this, what if we expose them to this and this and this? No, they didn't ask for that. Well, do they know about this? So I think we've gotten like when I was a kid, we were outside, we were playing, we were exploring, we were... We were exposed to a lot of different things. We yeah. had the hand-me-downs, but every so often, you know, Tom over here got something really cool for his birthday. Let's go play with that. Yeah. Right? There was a sense of learning and adventure. And with video games coming in, now I have to admit, when my son was little and Donkey Kong came out, I was entranced. Of course. I wanted Donkey Kong. <laughs> but... <sighs> If we don't expose the kids to something else, they never know it's there. Mm -hmm. You have to do that. And 
And the other thing I get all the time is, well, I don't have little ones anymore, so there's nothing in here for me. And I go, oh, there's things here I want to play with. Mm. Like, give yourself a chance because there's a lot of cool stuff, you yeah. know. Maybe you want to put together a, a plus plus puzzle and they go, what's plus plus? And I go, oh, well, let's go see. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's just so many different things. And I think that's something I wasn't um, prepared for mm. when I said, let's do a toy store. I mm. honestly going in thought, oh, this is going to be easy, right? Mm -hmm. It's a whole world. There mm. are so many cool things. And yeah, if your kid's asking for Roblox, great. But maybe they might enjoy building a robot themselves. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and they... Even if they only play with it a couple of times, you're still exposing their brain to something new and different that you don't know how that seed is going to grow down the road. Right. I mean, none of us end up where we thought we were going to go. Yeah. So yeah. Playing, I, playing is learning. And I think I think you made a good point of, you know, there there is a place for, you know, these these video games of, you know, there's it's usually uh, puzzles. It's uh uh, having to complete mazes, it's hand-eye coordination as well. Right. But if that's the only thing, then we are missing out on some of the other aspects of it as well. And I mean, as a parent of little ones, I feel the 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 pressure myself <laughs> in my own parenting of just how easy screen time is, right? And and how truly helpful screen time is when you know. I'm sorry, you cannot be here. There's hot oil on the stove. Right. Go sit there until I'm done with dinner. Like, absolutely. And yet, um, my wife and I, you know, we, we do constantly go back and forth and be like, oh, we, we missed a chance this weekend to do something different, you know? And, and you only have so many weekends right. with your kids, you know? And right. and so it is one of those things of, um, it's, it's a sobering thought, but it's also a hopeful opportunity to find out that there are Places like the toy store, right, <laughs> right here in Sterling, yeah. that you know kids can come in, and you you often let kids you know try out the things that are mm -hmm. already opened. You have lots of things that are already opened in displays. Yeah. You know, it's not all behind glass cases. It's not all closed in the boxes, and right. kids can actually you know get to see what it is and put their hands on it and stuff. And um, and that's just a, a it's a it's a beautiful thing to see a a child's imagination come alive. But then also, <laughs> like you said. For adults too, for yeah. our, for our for us to realize that our imaginations aren't done as well. Exactly, adults need to. I hope maybe with some exposure to the toy store, adults will realize they can give themselves a chance too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, as someone who uh, grew up outside of the Sauk Valley area, but now have spent a good amount of time here um, in the Sterling area. Um, when you when you have lived, but then also worked in this area as a business owner in this area, um, what are some things that you feel are missing in this area, or what would be something that you would you would change if if you were able to make a change that you feel is is a whole? You know, all in all, really, there's some amazing people in this community, and I've I've watched over the years when. You know, when I first came back here, we lost the mill, and that was devastating. Mm -hmm. um, and we've seen a lot of the manufacturing leave, but we've seen so many good people step up. Yeah. And, you know, we've got the food pantry, the the food banks, and 
um, oh my gosh, Sterling Main Street and the incubator and the farmer's market and now um, the new retail incubator that's going in with with the Sterling Main Street. Mm -hmm. um, Rotary groups, volunteer groups, CGH, hospice. There's it's such a rich community. Um, I wow. I mean, I yeah. I think there's so many great people that do so many great things. I I don't really see anything missing. I think mm -hmm. if you look hard enough. There's something for everyone here. Yeah. Um, the arts, Woodlawn, my daughter is an incredible artist. Um, if anybody's been into the toy store, that amazing mural on the back wall is my daughter's handiwork. Oh, wow. Yeah, a 10 by 20 Hogwarts castle. Um, How cool. Yeah, so, um, and she's done art shows around the area, so we've learned what's in the community for that. Yeah. Um, you've got the summer concerts. There's just, there is so much to do. If you truly want to find something to do, there's a lot to do. Yeah. And like you said, it, it is that right there is a lot thanks to the type of people who uh, view their part in this community is not to just receive, not to just consume, but to invest. There's so many people who, like yourself, have stepped up and said, I'm going to invest in this community. I'm going to work to make it um, a better a better place or or an even more enjoyable place, you know. And that's that's what this whole podcast series is about is, you know, the people that have taken this place, which I mean, for all intents and purposes, you know, when the mill closed, mm. this area could have fallen the trajectory right. that many Midwest towns have experienced and become yet another forgotten spot on the edge of a highway. Right. And yet this area has not done that. And I think, like you said, it's a lot due to the people who have right. called this place home and said, no, 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 we, we are still investing in this area. Right. We're still going to uh, make this area uh, great. So on, on that theme, oh, go ahead. And I think something, too, that maybe maybe that would be the one thing I would change is it's really easy to be negative and say, well, why are you doing that? That'll never mm. work. But we fortunately have a lot of people in this area that have said, well, I may not know how to do it, but we're going to try and we're mm. going to, you know, if we don't do it right the first time, we're going to switch it and we're going to do it again until we get it right. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And if if more people would do that, I think we'd see even greater things. More people who are just willing to experiment, willing to keep an open mind and willing to try and willing to try. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's well put. That's well put. Well, uh, Jackie, just thank you so much for your time. Before we before we close, um, are there any things that um, if folks would like to catch up with you more, um, other than coming here by the mall and and seeing you in person, how would you like people to get in contact with you, um, either on Facebook or email? Yeah, they can message me on Facebook through either Bushel Basket Candle Company or the Toy Store. Um, email at bbcandles at comcast.net. Uh, we have pretty robust websites for both stores, um, bbcandle.com on the bushel side, um, sterlingtoystore.com on the toy store side. Um, and those are always growing, always changing. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. I pretty much live here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, as a, as a person who uh, clearly uh, loves the 
the art of entrepreneurialism, mm. you know, it, that, that is, you know, you put your, your life into the, the spot. So, and I think that that comes through for anyone who comes and visits here. Um, is there any, any resources that you'd like to point people to or anything that you'd like to highlight? Like the fact that, uh, Easter baskets is a thing that people can come <laughs> and take advantage of. Um, right. because by the time this episode comes out, there'll still be some time before Easter. Oh, great. Um, yeah, Easter baskets are so much fun. So, um, we are providing the baskets in the grass right now. So you can, those are free with your purchase and you can build your own basket with our help or without our help, whatever mm. suits your fancy. Um, and we're going to go right in from Easter to so many cool summer outside toys. Um, we've got nine foot giraffe sprinklers. We've got, oh my gosh, so much fun stuff. You're, um, you're looking forward to the, the I warm am. weather. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I right. am. We've got gliders. We've got kites. We've got um, outside dinosaur bowling. We've got so many fun things to get the kids outside and active and soak up some vitamin D and maybe get mom or dad to play with them too. How fun. So, yeah. Well, we definitely will be keeping uh, our eyes open for that. But thank you so much for sharing your story with us today, Jackie. Oh, thank you. Thanks for asking. Yeah. And uh, until next time on the Sock Valley Spotlight, my name is Drew Williams. And let's just keep finding the beauty of this place that we call home.